Welcome to KISS FAQ Song Stories. In this series, we'll focus on the histories of some of KISS's best and least known songs. In this episode, Dirty Livin', originally released on KISS's Dynasty album in 1979. In an interview in August 2000, Stan Penridge detailed that the original version of Dirty Livin' was demoed by Lips at Bell Sound Studios on February 22, 1972, along with four other songs. Lips, of course, was a band that Stan, Peter Chris, and bassist Michael Benvenger formed following their fracture with Mike Brand and Peter Shapley from Chelsea. Co-written by Stan and Peter, Dirty Livin' became Stan's favorite of those early songs that ended up being placed on various Kiss albums. It was simply because the original session recording best illustrated the struggle of the time it was written and what it became. It was also illustrative of the period where it was brought to KISS for consideration for recording. Peter recalled in his autobiography, Make Up to Break Up, I hardly contributed to Dynasty at all. We recorded Dirty Livin', a song that Stan and I wrote about the drug scene in New York in the 70s. During January 1979, Peter had filed for divorce from Lydia, and according to his autobiography was engaged in personal drama with the woman who'd become his second wife. All the while, KISS prepared to hit the studio to record their first band album since Love Gun in mid-1977, and then hit the road. Peter and Stan had prepared several songs, along with producer Vinnie Poncia, recording several demos at Music Farm Studios in New York City with Jerry Garza and Jerry Gabellini Engineering. That studio was a 24-track facility used by the likes of Cameo, Brass Construction, and even a pre-debut Prince. Dirty Living would be the only song selected by the band to record with Out of Control, There's Nothing Better, and Rumble being rejected. If nothing else, for all the drama in his personal life and the increasing battles with personal demons, Peter had only brought three songs for consideration for the previous album. The four songs written for the Dynasty sessions suggest an increased productivity and creativity by Peter. While Peter had insisted that producer Vinnie Poncia record the new KISS album, having successfully shepherded his solo project the previous year, it was the strength of that demo that sealed Vinnie's position for Gene and Paul. Vinnie recalled in Behind the Mask, That was the one song out of all the Peter songs submitted that Gene and Paul liked and that would fit on a KISS album. That's the thing that got them thinking about using me as a producer on the album. It was strong and they liked it.
song was almost a continuation of Hooligan. It shared a discourse on Peter's youth and the street lifestyle observations, a common theme on the material that he brought to Kiss for the Dynasty album. also stylistically representative of the soul rock that Peter wanted to pursue, rather than jumping on the trends he perceived the band were falling victim to. In terms of production, even with Vinnie at the helm, it shared a stylistic feel with the original demo of Hooligan. Vinnie, of course, would gain a co-writing credit on the final version of the song as it was transformed from that original Lips idea. In fact, in terms of the story the song presents, there are also some striking similarities to the one told in the early Kiss song, Black Diamond, which Peter hadn't written, but certainly sang. Lyrically, this similarity is represented by the lyric, I make my living out on the streets, compared with out on the street for a living from Black Diamond. A couple of other lyrics in the song, such as I've got to get away and Mainline out of China is doing tonight, also echo the titles of earlier Kiss songs that Peter sang, Get Away and Mainline respectively, whether intentional or not. The song suffered less than the neutering Hooligan had undergone in being made suitable for Kiss to record in 1977, though as had been the case then, some of the underlying funk was certainly lost. As Peter suggested, Kiss simply were not capable of funk. Several hours of studio rehearsal tape circulate with the band working on the arrangements and the construction of songs such as I Was Made For Loving You Sure Know Something and Dirty Living. Some 70 minutes of Dirty Living work tapes are available for collectors to inspect. Of note is Ace working on transposing the original guitar and overall theme of the song into the band's hard rock signature sound. Present in those sessions is of course Vinnie Poncia accompanying the band on piano.
The band recorded the Dynasty album at Electric Lady and Record Plant Studios in New York City during February and March 1979. Dirty Living would be the only song on the album on which Peter drummed, with Anton Figg performing the rest, even though it sounds from those rehearsal tapes like Peter was still involved in the band in late February for the rehearsals for those other songs too. But Peter purportedly wasn't bothered commenting in his autobiography. I didn't feel betrayed, I was happy they got him. I didn't really want to play with them anymore. The feeling was mutual. With bringing four songs to the album sessions and only having one recorded, it reinforced Peter's feeling that he wasn't getting enough representation on a Kiss album. However, Peter also suggested in his autobiography that he felt that Paul and Gene had poisoned Vinny against him. An interesting proposition with Vinny having worked on his demos immediately prior to the sessions. Peter's plan in demanding Vinny's involvement in the KISS project essentially backfired, but at that time the band's original lineup was probably already on borrowed time for numerous reasons, not solely issues affecting Peter. Vinny, not surprisingly, gravitated towards them and received three co-writing credits on the album and even more on Unmasked the following year. As had been the case on the Love Gun album, all four vocalists and songwriters were represented on the two supporting singles issued in the United States. Dirty Living was issued as the B-side to the Sure Know Something single, the second release supporting the album. In Germany, that single reached number 28 on the charts, but Dirty Living also proved popular so the single was reissued with it featured as the A-side, Echoes of Beth in 1976. That Dirty Living single then charted at number 25 in its own right. The 7-inch single format included a version of the song that was edited for length, with its duration being reduced by 30 seconds, simply by having the song's fade-out start earlier. That single mix was also issued on the Casablanca Singles box in 2012. The mastering for that release is different from the 2014 album versions released rather than that version simply being edited to match the original single format. Most interestingly, the song was also issued as an A-side in other markets such as France. In Germany and France, a 12-inch single was also issued, featuring an extended 5 minute 58 second Jim Burgess disco remix version. Additionally, a 3 minute and 15 second edit of the Jim Burgess remix was released in 1981 as a promotional single in Mexico via Casablanca and Polygram. It included mono and stereo versions.
It's interesting that this song was also given the disco remix treatment. KISS had initially resisted Casablanca's request to enter into the 12-inch single market, at least in the United States, which were generally targeted at dance clubs, not really their scene pre-1978. Elements hidden in that mix on the album version were more audible on the remix, which pulses along nicely. It's not surprising, the original demo was pretty soul rock to begin with. More interesting in some ways is that reviews occasionally pegged both this song and Paul's I Was Made For Loving You as being representative of the band's shift into the disco rock realm. But Vinny would often be painted as the villain on this album. David Frick, writing for Rolling Stone magazine, noted that Vinny had smothered most of the fire in the classic Kiss sound, reducing the guitars, drums, and even Gene Simmons' bloody howl to a pseudo-sophisticated whimper that makes the group's ragged 1973 debut disc sound like the apocalypse now. In 1995, for a short acoustic section during their set, Peter Chris's then-band Chris rearranged the song. Peter's drum tech replaced him behind the kit while he came up front to sing and play percussion, similar to what he'd done while a member of the short-lived Alliance in 1984, and something that he'd later sworn off ever doing again. The change in style worked well during a year where all sorts of Kiss songs were being performed acoustically. The lyrics sung are probably closer to the original 1972 demo version. Mom in the kitchen, looking it up. 